Hey everyone, excited for this week's episode with Jess Webb. Jess is awesome. I worked with her at HubSpot before she was officially doing product marketing and she has just become an amazing PMM. I'm learning so much from her. She is awesome. She is the senior team lead at Trello now, an Atlassian company. And we get into product-led growth again, which is back-to-back episodes on product-led, which I didn't plan, but I'm glad we're really digging in because everyone needs to figure this out, especially product marketers, and everybody can really learn from Atlassian success here. So it's a good one. Keep listening. A project I've been working on for at least a year or so now, I've poured a ton of hours into, uh, is finally live. My narrative design masterclass that I created with the Product Marketing Alliance is available. You can find it, you can um, buy it and log in and become narrative design certified, and you're gonna find everything in there. I really tried to unpack every little idea and help make it very uh, tactical and tangible how you can apply it to your work and to your business. If you're trying to build a company story that really breaks through the noise and truly differentiates your company and yourself, check it out. I'm super excited for it. I think it's going to help so many companies really find their voice and build an identity and just do better marketing. So check it out. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. I'll be posting about it or just Google it. I'll try and put it in the show notes too, but you'll find it. This podcast is a partnership with Sharebird. Sharebird.com is a peer mentoring platform for product marketers. There are great resources and also a job board on the site. Awesome AMAs. Check it out. If you have any feedback on this podcast, things you want to hear, things you want to talk to us about, please email podcast at sharebird.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Shoot me a DM. Would love to hear from you. Shout out to our sponsor, Crayon. If you aren't familiar with it, Crayon is an awesome tool for PMMs. Crayon analyzes market trends for you, makes acting on insights easy. This means dynamically updated battle cards, alerts, dashboards, and much more. Crayon is a great tool for marketers looking to maintain differentiated messaging, improve sales win rates, and much more. Check them out at crayon.co. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we're diving deep into product-led growth. I know our very last episode was super similar, and that is sort of just a happy accident, but I do really love this topic. And like I said in the past episode, it's likely the future of a big majority of our companies if you're not already doing it. So like Christy at Airtable in the last episode taught us, there is a lot to unpack here. She taught us a lot about PLG and how self-service works, but there's so much more. And I think it's something really, really important for us all to figure out. I think learning about product-led and understanding what PMMs do at those companies is really, really important because this is a big change in the world of SaaS and B2B technology and product marketing will either figure it out and succeed or we will wait to adapt and fail. So I think this is a huge opportunity for the craft. I want to personally talk to everybody I can about it. And we've got a very, very good product marketing expert today to help us out. Uh, She works at Alassian and Alassian is really the prototype for product-led growth in a lot of these companies. They have been doing it forever and they've been doing it really, really well. Also they're remote first. So they're really kind of a futuristic company in that way. They're, they're taking advantage of all these trends and we're going to unpack a bunch of them. Trello is a product in the Atlassian portfolio that I really love. I'm sure many of you love too, and you use. Today's guest is Jess Webb, another awesome former HubSpotter, who's now the senior team lead in product marketing at Trello by Atlassian. Jess, how's it going? 
Hey, Marcus. It's going well. I'm super excited to be here. Big fan of the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. It's great to chat. I mean, we've caught up a bunch of times, but we used to work together, you know, like, I don't know how many years ago, but we used to talk all the time. So it's so fun to get to reconnect with people like this. Absolutely. I miss those days, but you know, HubSpot connection is strong, whether you're there or, or an alumni. Totally. Totally. Well, I personally know a little bit of it, but I'd love to know the whole story. How did you make your way into product marketing and then find yourself at Trello? Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun to kind of tell the story and look back and see how the things that didn't seem connected at the time actually were. But I was working at HubSpot. It was 2016. And I remember I was going to a conference. It was the Collision Conference, which is by the same people who put on Web Summit. It was in New Orleans. And we were actually looking for an opportunity to connect with Trello at the event to talk about some co-marketing between HubSpot and Trello, which we did a lot of after that. But meeting who would become my boss, Stella Garber, she's the head of marketing for Trello. We talked a lot and I found out that they're, they were hiring on the Trello team. And it was just one of those moments where I kind of saw that there was this opportunity I was really excited about. I wasn't looking for a new job, but Trello as a product had been something I'd admired for a long time. I loved that the team was so scrappy and I just kind of went for it. And in that moment, they were hiring for a content marketer. So I came over to the team and really was focused on telling the customer stories for Trello users. But I also brought over a lot of that HubSpot goodness. You know, we did persona development, sales enablement, lead scoring. We implemented the HubSpot software. It was really a big shift for Trello, which was super startup mode at the time, but we were ready to kind of formalize some things. And it's interesting because like talking about the things that I did when I first joined the team in a quote content marketing role, I think actually were sort of the initial stepping stones into a product marketing role. So basically like over time, the role that I was in kind of shifted based on the needs of the team. We didn't have super formalized responsibilities at that time. Our team wasn't that big and we kind of just knew there were things that had to get done, but we were starting to ship more frequently, new features, new tiers, things like that. And it really became obvious that there was a gap in kind of like coverage area within the marketing team. Amazing. It's awesome to learn a little bit more about that, how you moved into that role. And yeah, I think it's it's smart for everybody to sort of like, you know, whether it's an early company or not to be like, all right, what needs to get done here? What can I do? Like, where can I kind of plug in and fill in the gaps, even if it's outside of your role? Like, glad that worked out for you and you were able to make your way into product marketing. I think another really interesting thing about your journey is that you've been at Trello for a while now and you went through the acquisition by Atlassian. Is that right? Like, what was that experience like? Yeah, that was pretty wild. So I joined Trello in June of 2016, and then we were acquired or the announcement happened in January of 2017. So it was quite unexpected, I would say. Uh, When I joined the team, there was no kind of inkling of that happening. And we have an annual offsite called Trello Together, where the whole company gets flown out to a location. So this year it was uh, Tucson, Arizona. And we got there and it was actually crazy because I remember there was a really bad snowstorm in Boston and my flight got canceled. And Mm. the head of our people team was really adamant that I had to be there by like 7 a.m. the next morning. And I just couldn't figure out why that was so important, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So rescheduled the flight, ended up flying like through Minnesota from Boston. And that morning at breakfast, our founder, Michael Pryor, was giving a presentation about Trello and where we'd been. And then he put up a slide 
that said, you know, and now Atlassian is acquiring Trello and everyone was just silent for a moment. Like we kind of thought <laughs> it wasn't real. <laughs> yeah. So it was, I mean, it, I think it went from like shock to then like a lot of questions. People were mostly concerned, you know, do I still have a job? Like, what does this mean for my career? This, that, but I will say that the Atlassian team was super prepared. Like a bunch of the um, leadership team came out to Trello together and was there on site answering questions making sure we felt supported and, you know, within a few hours and, and by the next day, I think people were really stoked about it. Awesome. That's very similar to when I was at Wildfire and we were acquired by Google, there was like this presentation and it was all mysterious and maybe other people knew what was going on, but I had no idea what was going on. And then there was, yeah, basically just like a slide. There was a, there was this, there was like a slideshow with all this like memories from Wildfire. I'm like, what is ha- happening? Right. And then they showed the Wildfire by, by Google new logo or whatever. And everybody was just like, whoa, you know, <laughs> Susan Wojcicki was there. Who's the, who, like, like that's where Larry and Sergey started Google in her garage. And so right, she was like there and I, that probably should have been a dead giveaway. It's like, <laughs> hmm, who's this lady? Is she? In? But yeah, I didn't know who she was at the time. But yeah, yeah. Super, super fun. And it seems like, I mean, Trello's still Trello, which is cool too. That doesn't always happen in acquisitions. I'm sure it's changed and things are different, but the product is still kind of there and pretty similar, I, I think, right? Yeah, I definitely think so. I, Atlassian's done a great job of really you know, letting Trello remain Trello and honoring what makes the product great. And I think we've learned a lot from each other in terms of how to build better software, how to market it better. And we've kind of taken the right things from each side to make those modifications. But I think Atlassian, you know, they've acquired a lot of companies over the years and have learned a lot about the best way to onboard them and kind of make it a smooth transition. And and I think we really benefited from that. You know, Trello has been really preserved in like the best way possible, especially four years later. I definitely feel like it's still the same tool. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to jump a little bit out of order here, but tell me about Atlassian, right? Like they're really interesting company. I mean, founded in Australia and Mm -hmm. remote first, very product led and self-service first, but they're doing it with even big customers. Can you just tell me a little bit, like what's the, what do you think are those unique aspects? Can you tell me a little bit about Atlassian? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, Atlassian is, it's been around for a really long time, which is pretty amazing. Like in in the software space to be a company that's been around for almost 20 years, but still feel modern and like they're doing things that are cutting edge. And I think Atlassian's really good at adapting to change. You know, when Atlassian brought Trello on, Trello was like 70% remote. And at the time, Atlassian really didn't have a very strong remote culture, but they were super open-minded to learning from Trello. And then obviously this year flipped everything on its head. And Atlassian was really one of the first companies to say, you know what, we're going remote anywhere. We're going to support our team. We see that we can do it and we make tools so that teams can do this. So we're going to really walk the walk and talk the talk, which has been awesome to see. But, you know, like Atlassian leadership is just very down to earth. They, they, they care a lot about the product and the users. Our founders, Mike Cannon-Brooks and Scott Farquhar are super involved down to a GTM level. And I think that that is something that it was surprising to me to see that they really care about the details. They're not, you know, off like in Sydney, just observing from afar, like during normal times, they visit all of our offices quite frequently and they want to build a company that lasts. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that key, I think that key in there too, is that like, you know, being able to adapt, not just acquiring these companies to take their technology, but to learn from whatever made Trello special and to absorb some of that culture. I mean, I don't know too much about acquiring companies, but it seems like all those are, are really smart plays. It probably helped over the 20 years. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's it's pretty amazing. Like, I feel like a lot of companies, when they acquire a di- another brand, they kind of just roll it in and eventually yeah. that brand kind of disappears. And I think Atlassian is making a real effort to do the opposite of that. Yes, that is very much, that's kind of the, you know, the wildfire story at Google, but a success story, but that was definitely the case. All right. So tell me a little bit about product marketing at Trello. Who do you work the closest with? Like, you know, what are your we're your partner teams, either in marketing or product or like what teams are, are around you that you work the closest with? Yeah, I would say definitely the product team and engineering and then also like design managers. I think this is an interesting thing for Trello over the years, going from startup to acquisition to being a part of a larger company. In the beginning, it was like we just kind of generally knew everybody on the team and it wasn't as formalized. And as we've grown and hired more product managers and built more features, we've had to formalize kind of the dynamic a bit. So we have triads of an engineering manager, a design manager, and a manager. And mm-hmm. over time, we've really thought about how does marketing fit into that? And we've really, you know, we've gone deep in one direction where it's like, all right, we want to be an equal member at the table. Like, let's make this a squad and we're going to go all in. And then we've kind of pulled back and been really more consultative. And I think now we're in the best place we have been, which is really partially led by the product marketer. We're still a small team for Trello. We're we're only 10 product marketers. And we kind of give the, the product marketer the authority to make the decision with their triad, how involved they need to get depending on the team they're working with, the features they're working on, the go to market kind of size, breadth and depth. And that has been really helpful for us. So like me personally, I work with the pricing and packaging team, and that's something that definitely requires a substantial marketing support. So I've been really looped in from the beginning with that team. And I've got my product management, engineering strategy, biz ops, and design manager counterparts. Like we meet at least once a week, if not more frequently individually. So there's a, there's a PM and a, and a product team on pricing and packaging? There is, yeah, which is a little bit unique, I think. But we also, so something that's different about the way that we're doing it is like we have kind of a strategy biz ops focus, but we're also thinking about this as like uh, feature building and and the packaging is like, there's engineering work that goes into that to actually design how the offering is presented to the user in the app, on the website, all of those things. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's not the way that I've always seen it done, but I'm actually enjoying how we're doing it because it does feel comprehensive. Cool. What's your role? What's the role of product marketing and pricing and packaging? My role has been both like bringing in perspective from the market of, you know, what are people in our space doing in terms of offerings and also making sure that we are communicating those things effectively to our users which is the, really the biggest part. I think yeah. it's easy to like pile a bunch of features together and think that that is an offering, but there's, I feel like you are <laughs> the, the king of this. There's like a story to tell about that. And like people need to understand or see themselves in your offerings. It can't just be like a list of features. 
Totally. It's just like launching a product. Yeah. I think that was, I had Chris Mills, VP from sales loft on the show. And he was like, yeah, you got to launch your pricing and packaging and communicate it well, just like anything else. Cause you can do all this work and it can fail. And yeah, Absolutely. that makes a lot of sense that we can have a big, I love that episode. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It was a good one. I, I the pricing and packaging ones. I wasn't always convinced that it's like, yes, this should be a core thing that product marketing owns, but yeah, Chris and Unique really convinced me that it makes sense. So I'm glad you own it. I think it's also something that's just like super valuable in the grand scheme of things to have worked on, you know, because mm-hmm. all these companies are trying to figure it out. And like now I see a lot of people who are getting hired as uh, you know, like director of pricing and packaging and potentially in the product marketing org or not, but I just think it's such an, like companies really want to understand it and do it well and get it right. You know? So it's, I think it's a valuable skill set to have. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Okay. So you broke down your work with pricing and packaging a little bit. So like the other, at least one of the other big things that you own is customer lifecycle marketing. How, what does that mean? How, tell me more about that. Yeah. So, and I think this is like a good time to mention too, like the, the way that Trello has been set up with our 10 product marketers is that we all do also own like different kind of channels or focus areas or business as usual work. So this is a good example of that. I think we still kind of operate like a startup in that way. Like pretty much everyone on the team, if they're doing product marketing, they're also doing other things. So Mm -hmm. my team, which is customer lifecycle marketing is really focused on the full funnel kind of experience of Trello users. So from website experimentation to email onboarding to the in-app user experience, we make sure that every Trello user has a warm welcome and everything that they need to be successful in Trello. And we really think about the different stages of the user experience and how marketing can be an ally in that and helpful and not just, you know, come in when we want to get them to buy something from us, but how we can really be an educational partner to our users. Really interesting. That seems, that's similar to kind of Christy's role at Airtable. You guys should be friends. And I think there's some, she was saying there's some Jira or Atlassian connection to to Airtable, somebody in leadership over there, but it sounds very similar. And it seems like maybe there's a, a trend there. It seems like something that's just very important for product marketing to take over some of those you know, to me, it seems like these may have been things that were done by sales or service before potentially, mm-hmm. you know, with a human less scaled. And now you can have product marketing come in and, and help build a better experience through self-service, customer lifecycle. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to hear that. Totally. Yeah. And Archana is the CMO over at Airtable, but she was at Alassian for a while before that. Big fan of hers. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I will have we're to- We're all connected. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a small, it's a small world. It really is. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So maybe we can go a little bit deeper on, so you were at HubSpot has got a good PLG thing going on, got a really strong freemium model, but it didn't really happen until after you left. And so a lot of the company, you know, the go-to-market and the sales and marketing machine was more similar to sales-led enterprise. We're getting leads, we're nurturing them, we're converting them. How, any big like fundamental changes in marketing between those two companies? You know, if, if somebody is working in a company that's a little bit more traditional with sales and marketing and then moving into a, um, a company that's more product led, like anything really fundamentally different or changes they should expect? Yeah, definitely. I, it is interesting to hear you say that because I've noticed just from the outside observing HubSpot, how much the team has changed and 
the kind of way of operating has shifted. I think at HubSpot, one thing that I remember being really proud of was the kind of sales and marketing connection or marketing as they like to call it. Yeah. And, and, and that was something that I think so many companies were not good at. And I think that was unique to HubSpot in a lot of ways, but I definitely did feel in marketing um, fairly removed from the product side. And mm. I think, you know, I started out at HubSpot and customer support, so I knew the product pretty well in that way. But I did feel like once I joined the marketing team, we were super top of the funnel focused and it was just kind of like wash, rinse, repeat on that model, which was working really well for us. So I understand why. But I think that at Atlassian and at Trello and I think just like the year we're in, like times have changed. And I think that users are more picky and aware now and like they, they kind of want things for free without having to give you much, which yeah. is why, like, I feel like freemium has become so big, you know, like users are smart. They want to try it before they buy it. And uh, you can get a lot of the things that we used to be able to like put behind a form without filling out information. So I think that like a big shift between HubSpot and Trello slash Atlassian has been Trello was like giving away so much for free, like almost too much for a while, I think. And we've made shifts in the product to kind of address that. But for a really long time, I think, at least from a product perspective, Trello's free product was so robust that there really was no reason people found to pay for it. So I think that has been like an interesting shift because over time we've recognized, you know, and actually Darmesh did a great post about this recently about like changing your pricing structure, but it's like people are willing to pay for value and it's like, they want to see the value before they pay for it. So I feel like yeah. both companies have figured that out and they approached it from different angles. And I've talked to people at HubSpot since about this. It's like we kind of attacked the same problem from different directions and HubSpot had a really good way of letting people kind of try a little bit of everything before buying it. And Trello has kind of gone in this way of like, we're going to limit access in the free product and get you to over time kind of realize that you want to unlock those features. Yeah, totally, totally. A few things in there that's really interesting. I mean, I think the, you know, the change of people, it's like one of those things, it's like what I was talking about at the beginning, being aware of change and change in the market, change in the environment, change in humans is super important. And yeah, totally. People expect more for free. It doesn't mean they're not willing to pay. They just want to see the value right. first. They're smarter. They want to try before they buy. They have higher expectations. Like mm -hmm. that's all stuff you got to adapt to as um, a marketer, but that, you know, companies have to too. And that's where, yeah, HubSpot's there. Atlassian's been there for a long time um, to figure that out. And so I think that's really important. And then also in that change too, it's a shift towards product because, mm -hmm. you know, instead of the first touch being like, I'm going to talk to a salesperson or I'm going to, mm -hmm you know, fill out an offer and, and then talk to a salesperson. Now people that first touch is product. And so it's just so important to be familiar with the product and have a good understanding of the product, which is maybe someday everybody, all marketers will be product marketers. I don't know. And then I'll, mm. I don't know what I'm going to talk about at that point, but <laughs> um, I think to be a good marketer, you really have to have a good understanding of the product. But anyway, a lot in there that I think is really great. Yeah, I think it's like what you were just mentioning is is really like where product-led growth, I feel like kind of evolved from. It was like a natural kind of transition over time, but it is this sense of the product should do a lot of the selling for you, you know, and, and by letting people in to see that it's like 
no longer this kind of exclusive access. I'm a gatekeeper and you need to talk to me to get access to this thing. It's more, we're going to let you access this thing and then make a decision for yourself because you see that it's really bringing so much value to your team. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Can you tell me like, what are your, so, you know, I know you're focused on customer lifecycle marketing and pricing and packaging, but Mm -hmm. what are the big, you know, are there like really big specific challenges that you're trying to solve that are maybe different than the stuff you worked at at HubSpot or like, what are your biggest challenges in product marketing that you're trying to figure out right now? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think this is something that, you know, I didn't do product marketing at HubSpot, but I remember talking to product marketers. And I think a lot of these challenges, like listening to podcasts too, are similar across organizations. But one thing that I think has been a challenge for us and over time, we've kind of created like a template structure for us to be able to better communicate this with our product counterparts is understanding like where product marketing slots in to support product and feature building and launches and knowing that we have to be able to kind of scale our team. You know, we, we don't have a ton of product marketers and we have a lot of different product teams. So mm-hmm. when we do kind of our annual planning, that's a really important conversation that we have now across like marketing and product leadership is making sure that we have alignment on which focus areas really need like a product marketer to sit with that team and work with them consistently and kind of what we expect in terms of a launch at the end of the day. And if we don't deem something as like needing full product marketing support, that doesn't mean we won't support it. It just means it might be more on a consultative basis. So something that we've done over time, which has definitely helped is we came up with basically a framework. We use different size boats to determine like the size of a launch. (laughs) So if something's like a yacht versus a kayak, we can kind of talk in that language and, and make sure that there, there's a shared understanding there because I think marketing tends to be the experts in that area of knowing like, this is a thing that we're building and it's a big thing because it's totally unique or we're doing it in a different way versus something where this is like a slightly additive feature or kind of a table stakes feature that we need to put in here because it's expected in the market. 100%. Yeah. All that makes sense to me. I also just really like calling the, like everybody has a, you know, like a framework for the, the size of product launches. And mm-hmm. I think the most common one is like priority one, priority two. So it's like a P1, P2, P3, mm-hmm. P4, whatever. Really like the idea of like having more fun with it. So the, yeah. so the size of the boat one, that's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. all you. unique, you know, like you can't have the size of the boat is way more fun than just, yeah. it's also nautical it's kind of new englandy pretty cool oh yeah yeah we have fun (laughs) (laughs) awesome so one of the things yeah like you kind of talked about this right but something i always care about is like the story and the narrative and is that something that's important at product-led companies i mean is that are you still doing are you doing positioning and turning that into a story and then how does that come to life does it come to life on the website through the sales team how do you think about that Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's super important. And I think that's something actually that a lot of times companies kind of go deep in one area and like forget that part. And Mm. I feel like product-led growth is really only successful if you're also telling a story alongside it, because otherwise you just become, you know, a website that is just for free trials. (laughs) So I think for us, I mean, we have a brand team at Atlassian and we also have like a brand team within Trello and we work really closely between product marketing and brand on 
how to shape the story that we're trying to tell and how to build this kind of vision of the future while also thinking about the product, but not really letting either one like go first. I think they're, it, they really, it's like a zipper. I feel like they really kind of come together and are mm. stronger and it's a constant, you know, ebb and flow and push and pull of making sure that we're not leaning too hard into one or the other. But I think for us that that's been something that's been really helpful in making sure that we stick to our mission as Trello, you know, over time, our feet, our product has changed, but our goals have always been the same. And it's really to bring this easy to use visual software to all teams around the world and make it more fun and easy for them to collaborate. And Trello is something that people can use at work, at home, you know, with their family individually, but it really is a team focused product. And I think that something that we've learned over time too, is that again, like people need to see themselves in your product. People yeah. don't like buy features. They buy, you know, a promise of a better way of doing things. Yeah. So that's been big for us. And, and I think that also, I mean, I'm, I know I'm biased, but like the Trello marketing team is extremely creative. And I work with a bunch of people that are doing product marketing, but most of them didn't start out doing that. You know, we've got like a lot of different skill sets across the team, writers, designers, you know, government employees, people who have a different way of looking at things and really bring that to the table. And I think that that's something that we're really proud of and never want to change. Love that. Yeah. I think just back to your point on product-led growth. I mean, it's as much as people want to get into the product and they're smarter and they're savvier and they understand tools and they can teach themselves and they can learn technology and they want to try stuff out. They still need context around like, what is, okay, what is this tool? Like, what, like, what is it going to help me achieve? Is it for me? Is it, how do I understand it? Cause that's going to help them. And that's like positioning work, I think. And then mm-hmm. you also need a story. You have to understand, you have to believe in it you know, you want to, you want to, if it, you know, if it comes with a process or a game or a story or a promise, like that's, what's going to separate you, make you interesting, allow you to grow faster. You know, it's not just having a great product and having a great product, like growth motion, being able to get started for free. It's going to do a lot for you, but yeah, I think you also have to have that other stuff to your point. So going off of that, is there anything you see in a lot of companies going products led making this shift right now, anything you see companies get wrong you see mark, you know, marketing mistakes from these companies that are trying to do, trying to become more, more product led. Mm, that's a good question. You know, I, I think it kind of like going off of what you just said is this idea that people kind of put the product out there and don't give people any sort of assistance in walking them through like how things could be. And I think that that's something that actually Trello, like we, for a long time, we didn't have any sort of, you know, like template gallery for our users. And it was something they'd asked for, for a really long time. And we built it, you know, like a year and a half ago, it's trello.com slash templates. And it surfaces like all of these amazing use cases from our user base. And it's just been incredible to watch that kind of like transform and, help users kind of put together the product and their own capabilities with it and potential for them to use it. I I think a lot of companies, you know, they just, they kind of hand over the product and wait for people to figure it out. And I think that can be, you know, doing your users a disservice because there might not be like a wrong way to use it, but 
there might be a great way to get started using it. And yeah. a lot of people, if they don't know that, they might get frustrated and kind of just ditch it. Totally. I strongly believe that most people want to be told how to use it. It's like, you know, I don't want to jump on the sales phone and like, you know, they're like, but I would like, you know, jump me forward, right? Like I get it. You can use it for anything, but like, tell me mm -hmm. how, what's the best way to use this thing. And I want to you know if they're bought in, they want to know. And yeah, like, a, like that's what, that's what inbound marketing did for HubSpot. We weren't just another great marketing automation platform. We came with this whole system that said like, you know, in, Maybe it was, it's hard to argue if it was over the top because it works so well, right? So, but it came right. with all this prescriptive advice and it's like, you do this and then you do this and then you do this. And there's a point of view and a methodology for everything. And it's so, you know, when every, there's, there's a lot of tools out there, right? And so I think that sort of thing really helps people understand it and get started with it and be successful with it. So. Absolutely. I think it really brings people like into the fold and makes them feel kind of connected to like whatever it is they're trying out and to your company. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything you want to share with our listeners? Anything uh, you've been working on or are you hiring or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am hiring. So thanks for asking. So we're looking on the customer life cycle marketing team right now to hire a senior product marketing manager who's going to focus on growth for Trello. And that really nice. is, you know, acquisition, top of the funnel, activation, website, getting more users from different places. It's going to be an awesome role on a new team. And uh, people can apply for that at bit.ly slash growth dash PMM. I would love to work with anyone listening to this podcast. Cool. All right. We will put it in the show notes. And uh, if you're listening to this, go work with Jess. She's great. What's your outlook on the career product marketing? You think it's a good place for people to be right now? Oh, yeah. I think it's great. I'm super bullish on product marketing. Uh, I think it's just really like having a moment and is only going to get better from here. I think it feels like everywhere you turn companies are hiring product marketers and yeah. it's no longer like a later role. I feel like it's becoming kind of one of the first roles that people hire on a marketing team because there's just so many different capabilities that product marketers bring to the table. So I, I, I think it's very exciting time to be in product marketing. Awesome. To couldn't agree more, Jess. All right. Well, thank you uh, so much for making some time and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Marcus.